welcome to another bonus podcast. Uh, my name is Crystal. I'm the pastor of women here at Northview Church, and I'm joined by Thalia and a new guest this morning. So I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. So I'm Thalia. I'm one of the pastors on staff. I'm in the care department with Vic and Paul, which leads into our next guest. My name is Carla Siemens, and I am the administrative assistant for uh, women, and I'm just wrapping up also being the administrative assistant yes. for the care department. She's wearing two hats right now. Yeah. <laughs> and who are you married to? Oh, Paul Siemens is my husband, and he is the um, teaching associate right now, as well as getting into the care department. That's right. And your kids are busy here at day camp helping oh, yes. out. Yeah. Yep. Helping fun. out and camping. Yeah. I've got both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Actually, we have all three of our, all three of us have kids helping in day camp this week. Yeah. It's so fun to go down there and watch the kids worshiping and doing drama and crazy stuff and he's smelling all the sunscreen. That's just (laughs) gross. (laughs) And Philly and I try to be around and drop off and pick up because it's such a great opportunity to meet up with people Mm -hmm. and you can have a five minute conversation with somebody and just touch base how they're doing over the summer. So if you see us around, that's why. We're not being really creepy. <laughs> we no. just want to get in touch with people again. And my highlight down there is listening to the little kids say their verses. Mm-hmm. That is so amazing. These five, six, seven-year-olds just rattling them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or their parents sitting beside them and coaching them just at the verse booth there where they get their little badge and then they keep going. Yeah. It's so great. It's great. It's mm-hmm. a really fun, mm-hmm. fun program and such a great opportunity. If you have kids that are that youth age and they're kind of bored in summer, yeah. think about it for next year. It's such a great opportunity for youth kids to get to know each other and yes. to learn how to serve the church and to develop their gifting and uh, yeah because great. often the day camp volunteers are of the high school age most of them are yeah. yeah and then often in the evenings they'll do stuff together as they develop friendships and on Thursday nights the youth staff have often been hosting a barbecue and an event so the grade 9s to over grade 12s are staying and getting to know each other and it really makes youth in the year so much more fun for them yeah they build a lot of relationships that yes. can be yeah go much beyond the summer I know so it's not just about serving the kids which is a great part to do but it's yeah. also building relationships with other teens yeah and then after you're in grade 12 like your daughter jessica is on staff she's like she's paid yeah so there's a few spots available for that which is a bonus yeah for sure yeah it's hard as a girl to get a full-time work we're realizing you know hmm. you can do waitressing and that kind of stuff guys can do construction but to get full-time work is right. a real privilege for her yeah. and to do something that she loves yeah Although that's she's a very huge tired. bonus <laughs> she's coming home and having two-hour naps <laughs> i know <laughs> It's really funny when the parents will tell me that their little kid is exhausted and they'll come home and they'll cry or they'll fall apart or whatever. I'm like, yeah, my 17-year-old too. (laughs) Tired, exhausted, ma. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's great. We are going to talk today about a question that came in from a listener. Uh, She actually has met with... uh, Thalia Mm -hmm. since uh, to talk about this, but we thought this is a great question um, because it's just something that happens all the time and people ask us all the time. We've worked with it ourselves. So the question was, is it ever okay to stop a Christian friendship? Yeah, good question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this person had some situations that they were struggling with and trying to figure out how to set boundaries around this relationship. And so we've done this kind of with, you know, how do you deal with a parent or a child that's maybe um, outside of the boundaries? How do we kind of well, work through that? But in terms of friendship, we haven't really talked about it specifically. So we thought we would do that today. So yeah. first of all, we wanted to, de- to define friendship. How do you, what would you say this question is answering? Like, what is a friendship? It's a two-way life-giving relationship. 
So what isn't it then? Like- so it's not a mentor relationship or not employer-employee necessarily. It's not a one-way street where you're serving someone only. It, ha- it needs to be a two-way. So a relationship that has had that that history mm-hmm. of being something that's interactive between the two of you peers. Yes. Right? Not an un- not a unequal kind of no. partnership yeah, or relationship that way. Yeah. And we would usually say that a friendship, if it's two-way, is life-giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should yeah. be. Should be life-giving. Yeah, that would be yeah. a good relationship, but we're talking about some that might be a bit dysfunctional here. So yeah. what would be, what do you mean by stopping? When she says it's okay to stop a Christian friendship, what do you mean by stopping? What would you say, Carla? Well, stopping would mean no more coffees on a regular basis. You're probably not going to share holidays together anymore. Um, your family dinners together with this other family. Um, but I have a question. What about Facebook? Do we un- Is it ever okay to unfriend? Like We're going to define when it's yeah. okay and not okay to... But what about... So does stopping include exactly. unfriending on Facebook? Is exactly. that something? So-, so I would, without knowing the specifics of a particular friendship here, I would say generally I would prefer if we would not unfriend Facebook people, I'd rather just hide their content. Because for me, you never know in the future when you'd like to get back in touch with them to maybe their family is going through a difficult time and you want to reach out. So you kind of want to keep that connection, but you maybe don't want to see their everyday posts right. for a while. Right. So I would say. Yeah. Because it, it's kind of weird to look back. I've had this happen in the past where somebody's unfriended me and you look back and they're not, no longer in your list and you think, what? That, like, why, why did that happen? It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> so I think, yeah, why, why make it a bigger deal yeah. uh, than you have to be? But if you don't want to read their content or be involved with them that way, then like you said, hide it maybe. And we're going to talk a little further, but stopping a Christian friendship, you would still pray for them pray for their heart, pray for their relationships, pray for their life. You would still be kind and polite if you're running to them at Save On Foods or wherever, you know. It, so it's not, it might stop your regular interactions, mm-hmm. like Carla said, but not stop um, that, just that regular day-to-day kind and polite kind of thing. Never stop that. No. But you might want to stop some of the more intimate yeah, things that you've done before. That's right. The coffees, the dinners, the mm-hmm. family events, holidays, that kind of thing. So... Is it okay? Is there ever a time we say, yes, it's okay to stop a Christian friendship? I would say hesitantly, maybe sometimes, hopefully very rarely. So why are you hesitant to say it's okay? Because we live in um, towns, we live in cities, we live in neighborhoods where you might see that person again. Your kids are the same age, they're in an activity, or you run into them after years and years, they've moved to your town or they've joined your church, or some place where you've now you're in contact again. Like, for example, I was serving at as a volunteer for my daughter Ava's graduation here at MEI just in the last couple months, and there was this mom that I looked at, and I thought, I recognize you, but where do I know you from? Well, it turns out we had served together as camp counselors at Camp Squia way back when I was like 19 and 20, which is so long ago. And we had a good... Because <laughs> you're so old. <laughs> I know, I am. So we had a great relationship back then. I haven't seen her for over 20 years. And so we renewed a bit of a friendship. And if that had been stopped in a bad way, now that would be really awkward when you're serving together. But it isn't awkward because it was a good relationship then and stayed good. And we have to be mindful that our life is could be quite a lot longer yet. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be careful about that. 
yeah, we don't want to be yeah at a hockey arena or at somewhere else where you bump into somebody again and it's that really awkward yeah. because you've had a big confrontation with somebody yeah and stopped it in a hard way yeah because inevitably your friends are going to probably befriend your your kids are probably going to befriend their kids or oh. whatever right yeah like, or yes. you'll have a group of people that know each other right exactly. and you'll be brought into the same circumstance yeah some birthday party or something absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to happen again and what if your kids start dating their kids or things like that like you never know where this <laughs> totally. could end up please be very careful yeah <laughs> so why would you stop when you say yes, that is okay to do it sometimes. Why? What would be the reasons you'd say, yeah, that might be a good reason to, to stop it? So there are some legitimate reasons where you would actually stop a friendship. These would be things like verbal abuse on a consistent, regular basis if that person is insulting you, swearing at you, calling you down, terrible things like that. Yeah. Verbal abuse, physical abuse for sure. Mm -hmm. Or if they are engaging in things that are illegal or immoral, things like that that you don't want to get caught up in, you'd be worried about getting caught too, I would say that's a good reason to stop. Yep. Mm -hmm. If there's a serious betrayal, you know, if they have uh, slept with your boyfriend or your husband, or if there's been some uh, very illegal business activities or unethical business activities, you might stop the friendship. But I, for example, I had somebody, uh, some people come to talk to me, two friends who had stopped their part of the friendship because one friend was repeatedly crossing the border and lying to the border guards. And so this other friend didn't want to cross the border with her because she knew her friend lied to the so border guards. she didn't guards. want to go to Bella's Fair shopping no, trips or no. the Tulalip outlet malls. <laughs> no, no, but they only stopped that part of the friendship. They said, yeah. we'll get together for coffee locally, but I don't want to cross the border with you. <laughs> did she actually say that to the yeah, friend? Yeah, okay. she did. Yeah. So that's that gutsy to, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was really many years stopping ago. Stopping a friendship, that was just setting Stopping it. a part of it yes. because mm -hmm. it was not good to do. That's illegal behavior. Don't do that. Right. So even when you do that, have reasons to stop. Um, like you said, we still don't want to cut somebody out or hold bitterness or anger against them, right? So we still want to have that attitude towards them that we want them to be restored to mm -hmm. Christ at some point mm -hmm. if they're not following him. You may want your friendship restored at some point, yeah. right? So we want to be careful about not actually cutting out people and holding bitterness or hatred or anger. Yeah. And every single person we encounter deserves to be retreated with kindness and respect and compassion. It doesn't matter who they are or what they have done or what they are currently doing. Every single person needs to be treated well by us. Yeah. Uh, when you go to Save on Foods, you go to the Costco or whatever, you treat the cashier as well. You say, please, thank you. Um, all those kinds of things. And we need to do that with everyone in our life. So if we don't stop a friendship, sometimes we want to cool it off, though. Mm -hmm. Like, we might not want to stop it altogether, but there might be reasons why uh, we just don't want to get together with that person as regularly. So what would be some of the legitimate reasons that we'd want to cool off a friendship? So some of the things we were brainstorming just a little bit earlier were um, the sort of a, a very obvious legitimate reasons where it's kind of nothing personal um just sometimes life just happens and mm -hmm. we have to have a cool off time um maybe it's a really busy season at work and yep. so we just simply don't have time to have that extra um you know those extra coffees and those visits and things or sometimes um, we're dealing with aging parents or we're dealing with young kids and that's just it takes every extra minute that yeah. we have um, long distance relationships. Yeah. That's yeah. a natural cool off. I mean, with FaceTime and Skype and everything else, it's a little bit better. But let's face it, when they're not daily in our lives, it's just going to be a natural cool down. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then things, you know, sometimes our children, 
we could have children with special needs, um, and therefore that's going to have a, a big limitation on our lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, not everyone's going to be able to understand that or or kind of facilitate, you know, they can't meet you where you need to be met if you are a parent with a special needs child. So you might just, as that parent, you might have to take a little cool down with the people who just can't match up with your with your needs and your scheduling needs and stuff too. Yeah. Um, or maybe you're even having health issues. Yeah. And much as we need our friends around us at that time, um, it'll be more limited. Yeah. As, as Sometimes there's certain can, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes there's a natural change in life too, where I remember when I was at Sandy Hill Elementary School with my kids, it's an English and French immersion school. And so some of my very good friends went to the French immersion route, went through Chief Dan and Mowat. And I'm hmm, still their friend and yeah. still really right. like getting together with them, but you didn't see them on a daily basis where you were working at the school together because now we were in different schools with our kids. Right. So that was a natural reason to sort of cool it off. It was sad. It was hard. Right. But it was sort of just how life goes at that point. Or remember, your kids, yeah, or yeah. sorry, your kids are no longer in soccer or dance or things like that. Exactly. Our kids, for parents, were they really sort of dictate our schedules. Mm-hmm. And I remember my parents even saying that. I noticed that they were friends with my friend's parents in yeah. my high, my sort of junior high years. And I, I kind of said, hey, what about your, you know, your other friends? And they're like, yeah, we'll see them again. But right now we're investing in your lives and that's, you're kind of dictating who we're hanging out with. Yeah. yeah. So. Which are natural groups, right? Like, exactly. You know, cheering your kids on at volleyball or mm-hmm. hockey or whatever. Exactly. That becomes just a set of friends that you end up doing stuff more because it's just easier to do for yeah. a time period. Yeah. What are other reasons that might be why we want to cool off, but aren't kind of as um, easily understood or just as legitimate? You know what I mean? Like not as just like we're too busy. What are some of those other reasons? So you might have a friend that is pretty domineering where they insist on their own way all the time. Their own, you have to go to this coffee shop, you have to watch this movie, you have to do this activity or not this activity. That can be a little bit wearing, where sometimes you decide, okay, I need a little bit of space because I don't always want to do their thing. Yeah. I remember that For someone that always talks about themselves, right? Yeah. It can get tiring. Yes. Like, I don't mind being a listener, but come on. Like, you know, if every single time, if that's all that person does, you just get a little tired sometimes. Yeah, it needs to be too they don't show interest. Yeah. 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 Um, excessively needy, I think that can be hard. Like if somebody's phoning you every day or a couple yeah. times a week or whatever, or or no matter how much you get together, they're continually saying that it's not enough somehow, yeah. right? You're not meeting their needs somehow. Yeah. That can be a really hard thing to work through in a relationship. And again, there's reasons for that. They might be going through a time when they are dealing with a health challenge and yes, they are excessively needy for legitimate reasons and you meet that need for that period of time, but not on the long-term consistent basis. A friendship is life-giving both ways. It shouldn't only be one person always meeting the needs of the other person. Mm-hmm. It would be the same with somebody who's consistently negative, uh, always complaining. It's yeah. It, it is not life-giving then. It's not it just that two-way. wears two way. you down mm-hmm. to be with that person. Yeah. yeah. You might need a bit of a space from that. Yeah. How about if you can't work with your the spouse of your friend or the kids of your friend? Yeah. What is that? Have you... Yeah. Do people talk about that? Yeah, because sometimes we have girlfriends that we really enjoy, but our husbands don't necessarily get along. They don't have a lot in common. So you'd have girls' nights or... The opposite can happen where the guys really get along, but the wives don't really know each other or don't really connect. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. 
Or sometimes our kids don't connect because of different ages or stages or they're not kind to each other. So you make a decision that, well, we as adults are going to get together, but we'll leave our kids with babysitters or grandparents or whoever. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I've also had it where the parenting style is so vastly different from your own that for a period of time, you can't necessarily be with them. You have nothing against them. They are free to do their own parenting style, but it's, it's really hard to get hard. together. It's just yeah. 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 Any other reasons? Boundaries aren't being respected. I think that would be another one. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess it would go with that excessively needy, maybe, but mm-hmm. somebody that isn't, if you're trying to set up certain boundaries and they keep kind of pushing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if you find a pattern of manipulation oh. in your relationship, you yeah. just... You know, it kind of goes with all of the things we've already said, but when you notice a pattern and you're always leaving that, that, you know, time with your friend feeling guilty or, or you wonder, well, why did I end up agreeing to whatever it may be? You realize, oh, I'm being manipulated, right? So that's a, that's another little warning bell I would say too. Yeah. I think another one is also if I am always initiating and the other person doesn't Mm. initiate Eventually, you kind of think, well, I think I'm getting tired of always initiating. It should really be that two-way, where the yeah. other person wants to get together with you. Yeah. So you might not necessarily have anything against them. You just think, no. well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get together if they want to, but I'm not going to keep putting myself out no, there. Because it, no. it does. It gets tiring if somebody isn't responding that same way to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some cool-offs then are going to be natural, but clearly some of the ones we mentioned are not going to happen naturally. Yeah. Right. So, Which, what's your question? My, my question <laughs> How do we do it? Is it okay to have those cool offs? And if if the answer is yes, which we're kind of leaning towards, how yeah, how do we initiate the cool off time? So you mean do you tell them some of the truth of what's going on? Yes. Or that is a really <laughs> tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Because sometimes we want to kind of keep the peace and we don't really want to go there in that conversation and tell them, well, you know what, you're sort of consistently getting your own way. You're always doing your own thing and I never have a say. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to say that or do you want to just cool off? So some of us avoid the conflict Mm -hmm. and we don't go there. But there comes a point where sometimes that's not the most loving thing to do for your friendship. Sometimes the person does need to know what they are doing that's causing a break in the friendship. But you got to weigh that out carefully, I think, with someone that's trusted around you. Get some wisdom and advice on that because it, it can sometimes grow the friendship if you're willing to say the truth kindly and respectfully as to what's really going on. Right. That's right. tough. Yeah. And you have to be willing to lose the friendship if it blows up because some people aren't willing to actually hear that truth. No. But I think it is important, rather than just avoiding it, sometimes you have to kind of pray and think about what does this, for this person's own good, for their spiritual growth, for their growth as a person, Yeah, do I need to bring this to their, like, is it going to hinder their other relationships? Is it going to hinder their marriage future? Or is it going to hinder other friendships? And is it something that I can speak into in in the best way I can? Right. Yeah. Because you may be missing out on a very good friendship if you're cooling it off because you don't have the courage to actually say what's going on. So if you have a friendship, for example, where the person is always speaking and always sharing and always talking and you don't really get a chance, so you tend to cool off then because they're not really hearing your side and just kind of taking up all the airspace, are you going to address that and say, you know, when we get together, I'd really like a chance to speak too. It tends to be a little bit more your stories and your things, your life. Are you going to risk that? 
that could grow your friendship if the person is willing to hear it. And, yeah. you know, but it may be a risk. Sometimes we have our own blind spots. Sure. Right. I think it's assessing, is that person a teachable person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be a difference too, right? Because some people are much more teachable or coachable. Yeah. Than others, and, and does and this they person want to hear mean, the truth? Yeah, and does this person mean something to you? Do you have a long history? Do you ha- is it worth really working on this? In many t- cases, it is the truth. You should work on this a little bit, see where it goes. Yeah, because in marriages and stuff, we have to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's a long term. True, thing, that's so. a totally different yeah. topic. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we cool it off? What would be your advice if you're wanting to kind of put a bit of distance without without the big confrontation moment? What would be ways to do it? Right. Well, I think some basic things would be um, defining your availability. You know, just don't be available all the time. Um, You can have an hour here and there and you can just be straight up about it. Like I can, yes, I have an hour on next Wednesday, you know, and then you could suggest meeting at a public place because that's kind of a, if you're concerned about, you know, how you're going to handle the the conversation or the relationship, just putting it in a public place with a defined time limit that way your friend also knows what to expect and uh, and you know if this doesn't go well you've already defined like it will be for an hour or whatever it is exactly yeah so that's because you have a legitimate reason why it's going to end like you have a haircut in an hour (laughs) that is actually real yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. it has to be true yeah definitely yeah (laughs) because if you invite them over it's really awkward to kick them out you can't do that so (laughs) it's better if you meet at tim hortons for an hour or whatever find a new coffee shop exactly yeah yeah, how to cool off. That is a really tough one. How do you create distance without hurting or offending the person when mm-hmm. you realize that? Now, if you do have that super honest yet loving conversation um, and it doesn't go super well, they may just cool it off for you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there, it you might have just, to be yeah. like aware of that and, and okay with that if that's the direction it goes too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one because we still want to be able to be kind and polite. We still want to do what we can to be in a good relationship, even if it's not a daily, regular, two-way friendship. Mm-hmm. That's where that communion question comes in. Which I was just <laughs> going to say, because we said Christian friendship, which means our brother and sister in Christ. Yeah. And then we're not to partake of the Lord's Supper if we're not in right relationship with our brother and sister. Yeah. So how do you do that? And so, you- yeah, like I think if it was something where we confronted and we had our best kind of intentions in mind and we tried to do it as lovingly and as carefully as we could and they didn't like it and we maybe try once or twice to, you know, re-engage again. And if they just refuse to, well, there's nothing more we can really do. Like we can't be banned from communion because of that. I think if we've gone with the right intentions and the right attitude, mm-hmm. I think as long as in our hearts we're not harboring bitterness or anger against that person, yeah, we can't force a reconciliation before we have communion again. Right. Um, no, we can only, only so much we can do. Only we can only do what we can do. We're not in charge of their response. So when I lead communion here at church, I often will say Romans twelve eighteen. If possible, as far as it be to you, live at peace with everyone. Mm. So we can only do our part, yeah. and then their part is their response. But we still want to do everything we can to have those conversations kindly, truthfully, compassionately. Right. But it doesn't necessarily go well. Right. Any other pitfalls that you can think of? What would be other things that could be, yeah, potential fallout from cooling off a friendship? Yeah, besides the obvious awkwardness the next yeah. time mm-hmm. you see them or several times you see them. And 
And honestly, if you're in the same friend groups, oh. you're going to have a lot of opportunities to see one another. So yeah. it, it could have some awkward moments yeah. for sure. Um, and I think something also that we tend to do is um, we we can be tempted to retaliate with the truth. Yeah. Um, in other words, you know, if your friend is still in good, quotation marks, good standing with the rest of your friend group, um, your friend group will likely hear their version of your fallout. Yeah. And it's, you want your side told, but is that okay? Right? Like, because if you're retaliating with the truth, it's probably not, your heart's probably not in the right place. Yeah. Right? It's more to clear so, your own name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to... It, have to be checking our hearts constantly yeah. in this kind of a situation, yeah. right? Um, Are there some things we'd say, don't do this? What would be that don't do list? I would say, don't avoid responding. Hmm. So that person tries to get in touch with you by text or email or voicemail or whatever. Don't avoid responding. You can still respond and say, great to hear from you. I'm not sure when we can get together. Uh, let me check my calendar. It's kind of busy right now. You can still say something without, you know, avoiding them completely. Yeah. I'd say don't cancel last minute on things. Yeah. Right. Because that's, I think sometimes people's hearts are, the, they kind of want to be there, but they don't want to be there. They want to, whatever. And so then, but the last minute they'll just bail. But that's more hurtful, I think, than setting that parameter ahead of time. Yeah. I'd right. say just be upfront about what you can do, what you can't do, and then follow through with it yeah. when you have decided to do something one way or another. And you can simply say things like, I'm so sorry it doesn't work for me this time. Yeah. You don't have to say, oh, well, I'm, you know, and give all these excuses. Just say, I'm so sorry it doesn't work this time. Right. I think a big one, too. Don't, like, bringing Facebook back into it, don't, yeah. don't have these moments of honesty via texting no, or no, Facebook or email. Like if you have to write it down because you are scared you're going to say the wrong thing, fine. But it's so much better for them to see your face while you're reading this awkward, you know, conversation than yeah. it is to just fire off a little, yeah. a quick little text or yeah. whatever that's yeah. just not. Or don't vent about someone passively, aggressively on Facebook, no. right? Yes. Saying no. totally. this friend is doing this and blah, blah, blah and then you read into it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And if you have a difficult friendship that you need some wise advice as how to handle, mm -hmm. talk to one trusted person. Don't talk to all kinds of people behind their back. Just That's get right. advice from one trusted Christian friend who can pray with you and who can kick your butt if you're wrong and right. help you to see what's going wrong. Probably outside of your friend circle too, hey? Like to bring your friends yeah. into it yeah. is, is kind of putting them in an awkward middleman position. Yeah. Lots of people come to talk to us yeah. and they'll lay out the situation because they'll say to me, you're objective. You don't know yes. this person. You don't know the situation, but I need to run it by you. Right. And, you know, when they come to meet with me, I'll often say, well, I only know your side now from what you've presented. So I'm presenting from what you've said. Mm -hmm. It is always helpful to get two sides, but it right. doesn't always work. Yeah. So yeah. what if you want to warm up a friendship? What if you've cooled it off and then later on you think, you know what, actually, I'd really like to reconnect with that person again. What, what are things you can do to do that? So whether it's good or negative reasons, yeah. right? Yeah. You mentioned before that now that you have some open time, because your yeah. kids aren't, aren't in as many activities as they have been, you have time to reconnect some of those friendships you haven't seen for a while. Yeah, Bob and I have kind of sat down and said, who are the people we've lost touch with just because of, you know, whatever changing jobs or just our kids' activities and mm -hmm. who do we want to reconnect with? And so we've had a few coffees where we've got together with people and they've kind of said, oh, this is kind of interesting to hear from you guys after like 10 years. <laughs> and we're saying, well, yeah, but... You know, our life's in a different spot now, and we'd love to re-engage where we used to do lots of stuff together. So, 
I like to look at what's coming up this ministry year or this school year with our kids, and I like to look at who are our kids involved with, like whether it's youth or soccer or dance or whatever it is, and say, okay, so for this year, I have these families in my life. How can I warm up with them? How can I intentionally talk with these parents at these activities or meet them for coffee where our kids are involved in something else? Like, who can you naturally warm up with for just this coming year? May not be for life, but for this coming year. That's, that's a good discussion to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good to be intentional about it because we can often mm-hmm. just fall into patterns and we haven't really thought through who do we need to specifically invest in. I would say invest yeah. too in your neighbors. Yeah. Warm up with your neighbors. Warm up mm-hmm. with your coworkers. Maybe warm up with some of your extended family members that you maybe aren't on the closest, you know, not the closest to, but maybe you should because you're extended family members. If you have a bit of time for that, just consider that. Yeah. So if you've cooled off a friendship for unhealthy reasons, you've yeah. had your, you made it through the confrontational conversation with them and it, time has passed, yeah. how can you test the waters to know if you should warm up again? That's a really good question. I'm not sure if I have a good answer to that one right off the top. I think you stumped me for a second. <laughs> I think you can kind of observe someone from afar, right? Yeah. And see how they're acting with other relationships. Like just see whether they've kind of maybe taken to heart some of the things that you said. Right. See if you see growth in them and see if they're maybe, yeah, interacting differently with people. Because obviously our goal is to have restoration, right? And so, again, if we're talking, well, I guess this would be for a Christian or yeah. not, just anybody, any friendship, really. Um, if we can have restoration at some point. Well, and I would define restoration just in terms of I always should be restored to the point where I can bump into them at a store and have like a two-minute, hi, how are you? Right. But I don't have to be their good friend anymore. Right. So it's two levels of reconciliation is what I would say. Because we always bump into people if you pop in and out of stores or places, then you're like, oh, hi, good to see you, you know, chat, chat, chat about kids, this or that. And then... That might be where it stay, stays. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, that's good. But sometimes yeah. it might be worth, yeah, it might be if, worth investing in somebody that has, you see a lot of growth and spiritual maturity and, you know, over time, since when you were last together. Right. Yeah, or again, if maybe they've moved to town or you have more things in common again, maybe then it's time to warm it up. Mm, that makes sense. Naturally, right. maybe. And then maybe it's easier, like if we're if it's reasons like you can't get along with, or the kids don't get along or that kind of thing, there's natural times where their kids are out of the house and your kids are out of the house. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to reconnect with some of these people that, or like you said, with parenting mm-hmm. styles, right? Where it was hard for a while, but it might be okay to reconnect again. Yeah, mm-hmm. because often when our kids are small, that's when it's tough for the kids to get along. But once they become teenagers and young adults, obviously some of those things just disappear. Yeah, mm-hmm. or they're just not around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're doing their own thing. <laughs> so you can get on with your own friends. That's true. Yeah. So I think that's where we'll end for today. Thalia, do you want to pray for sure. our listeners and for us with friendships as we go forward? Yeah. Lord, you're the one who designed community. You made us a family of believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. And we need your help because we are sinful, flawed human beings, Lord. Mm-hmm. And we, um, we hurt and wreck things all the time, sometimes without even realizing it. Lord, would you help us to have soft hearts towards our friends? Would you help us to pray for them, even if we are not currently in a relationship with them? And would you help us to consider whether we need to stop or cool off or warm up a friendship? Lord, would you help us to be surrounded by people who are wise and who love you and can give us advice based on your word? 
And so we thank you for this discussion. And Lord, we pray that many people will continue to have further discussions based on this. Have a great day. Thank you, Lord, for all of this. Amen. 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 Amen.